There's trouble brewing out in front of the saloon. Hey, they're gonna fight me, Jill. Look at them. They're about to draw. I fired point blank. Watch this. Welcome to Crappy Anime Showdown. I am your referee, host, and the future Demon King, clearly, Mike. Today, I'm joined by the inventor of the non-secret secret passageway, JW. Hey, Jay. It's a wall. <laughs> and I am also joined by Monster Girl's greatest fanboy, Ethan. How you doing, Ethan? I mean, for the record, yeah, Monster Girls are, like, fine. Yeah, well, I didn't say they weren't. I just said yeah, they were yeah. But the way you sure said it, you have yeah. to either throw up or <laughs> you know like them too much. I didn't know where I was going with that. Okay, mm -hmm. pretty good. Anyway, in case you're new, this podcast is dedicated to pitting garbage anime against each other to see which is the most deplorable while still being entertaining enough to watch. Today, we have <laughs> Ethan defending Peter Grill and the Philosopher's Time. Whatever that means. And going up against JW, who will be defending the misfit of Demon King Academy? As always, I hope you brought your A-game. Anyway, fellas, before we begin, uh, how was your viewing experience? Did you guys have fun this week? Uh, yeah. Well, it's, ep it's episodes one, two, and three. So this is where everybody dumps their budget load on your face. And you see the anime that should have been just in time to have it ripped out from under you. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, Fair. I mean, I'll say yes, especially because one of them were uh, only 10-minute episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty nice. Very that was true. fucking great. Between, like, the first minute and a half of Peter Grill and the, like, the ending song, there was only, like, actually, yeah, I think, like, nine and a half minutes. Yeah, something. Well, it's, like, 11-minute episodes minus a minute and a half minus. But yeah, it's probably nine and a half minutes. Yeah. Oh, right so around there. Nice. So nice. So good. It was incredible when compared to other animes, which are t twice as long. Uh, with half as much content. <laughs> mm -hmm. All the content you want in just the right amount of time. I'm that's powering Peter... up my penis. That's Peter Grill. <laughs> that's right. The pop-up well, book. Well, <laughs> <laughs> well, well since you're... for the record, for the record, they call it a pop-up book. I thought they were trying to insult the animation. This animation is fine. Ah! Much more fucking animation in Peter Grill than the last three fucking episodes of My Life as a Villainous. I, I, That's I, I can, fucking sure. Yeah, sure, but it is the first three episodes. I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Maybe it gets worse. Who knows? Maybe. Uh, if they if they dumped all their money into three <laughs> nine-minute episodes, <laughs> they, they should go to fucking jail. I, it's, like, amazing, too, because you have stuff like this, but then you also have... um. Oh, what has been a hotel? Like the, a twenty-minute long, beautifully animated, like the whole way through. Did like, you have with... a fucking aneurysm? <laughs> Me? You just yeah. didn't talk for four seconds. Oh, I guess my mic wasn't queuing. That's hilarious. <laughs> That's so good. All right, yeah, I was saying that you know, compare Peter Grill or you know, my life uh, as new villainess to uh, to has been hotel, and like look at the what just the like the quality difference. Hotel? Has been hotel. What's has what been the hotel? fuck is that? Ah uh, man, it's actually it kind of good. So you, okay, so you are revealing yourself, sir. <laughs> okay, so has been hotel is It's not a Japanese anime. It's oh. it's like a Western animated show, but they only put out one pilot, and so it's actually French. good. What? Yeah, the French are like the only other people who make animation like that. 
I no, maybe I don't care. It's not French to my knowledge. It was made in the sure? U.S. No, uh, I'm not. Fuck me. But like, man. it's uh, anyway. It's actually good. So like, it's worth time to to watch it. Whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> fuck. Move on. Okay. As usual, Air, Airbender is anime. Korra is anime. If you're yeah, not it's... anime, Americans make anime. The French. No, no. It says now it's... we're talking. It says it's, it's an American adult yeah. animated musical yeah. black comedy web series. It that does technically have some musical stuff. Yeah. Those three words hurt me. <laughs> okay, well, I'll just sit here and watch it on my own then. Well, don't just sit there. Be a part of this podcast, Ethan, by being the first man, well, the first person on this podcast, to give me a, a brief synopsis of what happened in episode one, two, and three of Peter Grill. Go ahead, man. <sighs> okay, so Peter Grill... Uh, very first one, he wins a tournament that proves he is the strongest man in the world, because mm-hmm. um, that's what you do in this world, apparently. Uh, and then he's off to celebrate with his guild, and two of his guildmates show up, and they are sisters, and they are ogres, despite the fact that they look like succubi. Right. Um, and they immediately ask for, wait, hold on, some of his junk spunk was uh-huh. one of the... That was one of them, yeah. yes. There's yeah, a bunch, I didn't write them all down. But... No, but junk spunk was the first and probably best of all of them. Yeah, well, no, there was, it doesn't matter. Yeah, junk spunk was some good shit. And um, so he's embarrassed about it, whatever, and he's like, no, I'm engaged, like, absolutely not. Well, no, and... he's not engaged yet, he's just in a oh, relationship. Oh, he's, you're right, he's, just, he's, he's pining. Just... Yeah, he's he's, yeah, he's, he's currently courting. He's simping, whatever. Yeah. No, he's not simping. She's the simp in this situation. <laughs> oh, that's that's a good point. All right, all right, she whatever. Is he's courting. The simp here. Yeah, all right. Let's let's use the appropriate term. He's courting. So he yeah, wants yeah. to get you know engaged to the guild master's daughter. Luvalet. And I don't fucking care or no, but anyway, so he. Luvelia, I got it. I got he wins back. this tournament. Thank you. He wins the whole tournament. And that's, like, to prove that he's, like, worthy of her hand in marriage, right? Um, right. So he shoves off these two ogres, and he heads into his room. And then later on at night, they show up in his, like, hotel room. And mm-hmm. he kicks the first one out because he only finds one somehow. And then the older sister is also there, and he kicks her out, too. But they're both naked, and everyone in the hallway notices that, like, he kicks them out, and they're like, oh my god, they're he's throwing these women out without any clothes, like, what would they do? So he's, like, peer pressure to take them back into the room. <laughs> At this point, everything up until now is just sexual harassment. Like, he, he has, and let's be clear, in, in no uncertain terms, he has said, I do not want to have sex with you. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, very, very, very clearly. No um, means no. I mean, yeah. yeah, literally, like, very explicitly says, I don't want this. And um, then the older sister drops her, like, towel thing that she's wearing, and he loses all control because men can't think, apparently, we're in, right. like, the 1950s. Mm-hmm. And um, The 19 nevers. The 19 nethers. But, um, so then he, uh, <laughs> then he basically immediately has sex with both of the sisters, and he wakes up the next morning, and he's, like, ashamed of himself. Uh, there's a shit... Well, they like they do the blue like forehead thing that happens in anime to like show that you're ashamed of yourself. Yeah, like, but like secretly he likes. He's it. like he's like woe is me! I had sex with two beautiful yeah, ogres. Like, woe is it. me! It you was know, like, enjoyable. Woe is me! Ethan, you can't rape a guy, right? <laughs> wait, wait, wait! Just, hey, hey! No, no. So, that's like, my punchline. He totally, he totally like was into it. Like it's fine. Well, okay. For the record, the first night, not rape. 
the first night he said he didn't want to have sex with them, but eventually he did say yes. It I is mean, sexual what harassment. He was wearing yeah, his medal I mean, from the world's strongest man true. competition. He may as well have been wearing his fucking dog he is tags. Completely asking for it. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, he has sex with them, and then his soon-to-be fiance shows up the next morning. He literally throws the ogres, succubi, into mm-hmm. this closet, and she's like, "Hey, you know, I want to get engaged today. I need you to like be there to help tell my dad." Um. Mm-hmm. So they go off to like this church to talk about plans mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um. And she's, you know, basically there's a lot of like, "You're the only woman for me" kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh, wait, let's wait, see. You're skipping the best part. His simp what? wife doesn't know what sex is. Ooh, yeah, that's why I was getting to the church. So while they're oh, in okay. that church, the um, his wife-to-be, uh, not even engaged yet, I guess girlfriend, courting person, literally doesn't understand sex in the slightest. He explicitly asks, like, again, can you remind me how babies are made? And she's like, oh, you silly goose, it's the stork. And then he's like, oh, shit, I'm, like, fucked if I have to, like, get married right now and she doesn't understand what sex is. <laughs> which is, work? yeah, I was like, okay, that's, I feel like maybe you should have had this conversation earlier than like the day you're going to yeah, engage. Yeah, no, right now. He, he makes the implication that he's into it because he, oh, he like looks away and he's got like the, the manly tear in his eye. He's like, so pure. Oh, yeah. I mean, they're oh, doing yeah. that thing. Yeah, because he's, he's into the fact that she literally doesn't even know what it he's is. Like, he likes that she's innocent, but also realizes it's going to pose a lot of problems. Yeah. Possibly right. in the future. He I'll give you that. He deconstructs all of Japanese society right there. I mean, kind of, yeah. This is a very, this is a very deep anime. <laughs> oh yeah, only ten minutes an episode. So, it's about nine deep. minutes deep. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you keep saying minutes, but I swear I hear inches. Yeah. I don't know why, but <laughs> so it's nine inches deep. <laughs> nine minutes deep. <laughs> so they head off to the guildmaster and basically say, like, look, we want to get engaged. He fucking freaks out and he's like, I will kill you slowly, which is mm-hmm. hilarious. Because he's already proven himself to be the strongest person in the entire world. Like, what does he have to be afraid of? It is, yeah. it is weird that immediately after he wins, objectively, like, he, he wins, and they hand him a big medal that says, you are the strongest. Why he cares what her dad thinks, I don't know. Yeah, it's Other real confusing. So that they can make stupid jokes about well, it. Well, apparently, I think the whole, the whole thing is, is that they want his blessing. That's what they yeah. want. Now she I does. Understand. She does. She does threaten to run away, but because he loves her and she wants his blessing, then he goes along with that. It. That's fine. That's fine. Yeah. I mean specifically about the fact that the only thing the dad ever threatens is to attack him. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. The one thing <laughs> that he really can't threaten him with. I, I, yeah. I honestly, I honestly think that it could have been. Well, more enjoyable if we had one episode before this, just kind of explaining why the the granddad hates him so much, and like he's like, all right, well, it's it's almost like as if the granddad sent him to do all these Herculean tasks, thinking he would fail, but yeah. if he succeeded, then he gets to marry his daughter, and now no, that, that he was... succ- now that he succeeded, he's like, son of a gun, I'm still gonna kill you. You oh, tricked my daughter somehow. I, I don't know how it. you did it. I've got that, a... that was clearly it. That was clearly it. He gave him. He he basically <laughs> kept refusing over and over again, setting a higher and higher bar. Yeah. Now yeah. that he's achieved the highest possible bar, he is when he's most angry because he knows he has nowhere else to go. Yeah, yeah. If you if you become the strongest man in the world, yeah, sure, you can fuck my daughter. Okay, yeah, I have exactly. a medal. I have a medal that says I'm that son yeah. of a. And God, you know he didn't cheat. <laughs> 
either. And it's like, fuck. Oh, <laughs> God. Now what? <laughs> so my theory is just that, like, the dad is actually the only intelligent person here and is just like, wait, I know this guy, like, sleeps around. I know for a fact that he does this all the time. And that's the reason why he's angry. But like, that's he's not just, it. It's not it, no. But I was <laughs> no, like, it's not it at all. <laughs> that's no. what I want it to be, but it's not. It would be much it, better. No. Yeah, that would be nice, but it's not. <laughs> he's just like, yeah, I, no. I called this from a mile away. He's like, he can't, he can't prove it or anything, and he's like, I just know he does it, though. I swear to God, he no, does it. No. I just and can't the prove reason, that. <laughs> the reason he doesn't want his daughter to get married is explained in a wonderful, it is cringeworthy scene. It's more than cringe. He, it's fucked up. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's like it's toe curlingly disgusting. Mm-hmm. So teeth grinding. Like they are at a, teeth. They're at a party. And in that party, or no, 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 hold on. Actually, it happens still in that scene in that and whenever he's being threatened. So like they cut away, and the dad is thinking of his young daughter, like when she is younger, and the daughter looks up at her father and says, One day I will be your wife. Oh god. <laughs> and and I like I had to like pause it and be like, hold up, what? Like, and, like, back it up and be like, no way, right? Like, that, like, I mean, j like, is that just, like, a, a translation error? Or is this just the implication no. that she doesn't understand being a wife? And I think it's the second one. But, like, he doesn't think on a better memory than that. He thinks, like, so when my little sister was really young and she got stuck behind the couch, she could barely speak. And what she said Sorry? was, she got stuck behind the couch. It was got just close, too close to the wall. She said, I'm fuck. I'm fuck. And she didn't get that that was a problem because she was like five. Like, nice. so she just was trying to say I'm stuck. Why would why would you ever think of something along those lines to think about how, like, adorable your daughter once was within the concern of, hey, one day I'm going to meet someone to be happy and live with? Like, wh I'm what really is struggling this? to see the connection between I'm fuck and I'm going to marry you, dad. I'm not getting that. I'm trying to here. say that, like, this is like a weird like she could misunderstand the idea of like getting married as oh, yeah, just being generically does. right. Like it's just some general love, but it's not her memory. It's his memory of her. It's right. not like she's flashing back to a more it'd simple. Be like, it'd be, no, well, here's shit. the thing. It'd be like, if Women you'd be like, uh, Hey, describe, well, uh, what, what's your favorite memory about your sister? Ethan He's like, Oh, this time she was stuck behind the couch. And she was like, I'm, I don't know. I, I get, I get his point. It's, I get where it's, he's it's very simple. It's very simple. They needed a flashback scene. The one scene to <laughs> yeah. show you that she was daddy's little girl. And the Ooh. thing they came up with was Ugh. a scene against a generic background with no real animation except lip flaps of a little girl looking up at this exact same model <laughs> saying, daddy, we're going to get married. End scene. The, the <laughs> creepy thing about this is that that is what you are supposed to identify as yeah, as like you know, the innocently cute. cute. Yes, exactly. And that is yes. definitely a Japanese cultural thing because around here, that shit is creepy as fuck. Yeah, that does. I mean, I'm not saying for everyone, but for me, boy, that didn't fly. It but, fucking should like, be for everyone, but it's I agree. fine. <laughs> Either way, it's very jarring, and it's the exact kind of thing we look for here at Crazy <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, they're in this party after like they're they're getting engaged. There's a big feast and uh, a whole bunch of people are like fucking nude and dancing really seductively. And by that, I mean, not it's really seductively. Like, it's like they're it's just... a strip club at a tavern almost. It's very, yeah, very, but what a weird setup. This is one of 
well, not one of the first. This is about like the 50th thing so far in this show that lets you know that the people that animated and planned this show have never actually either had sex or integrated with like women or gone to a strip club or anything like seen a woman dance, seen a person dance. <laughs> like when, when people dance, quote unquote, in the show, it's it's sort of like extremely fast gyrations. Like imagine <laughs> the people that made like ping pong animation like that that anime called just it was like ping pong anime imagine them making the scenes but like only for this one scene just like a woman's hips go back and forth at like eight eight time put like put put elvis's hips to shame seriously but anyway so the ogres show up again and they want his seed and they blackmail him into having sex but before they make it to the the bedroom they take off his pants at the party in like a side room and he's naked from the waist down sits at a table because his fiance walks in and is like hey my dad's in a bad mood and then magically her dad is also there but he is covered from the waist down by a tablecloth which for the record that's not really how tablecloths work like <laughs> like your not shirt stops like you know whatever <laughs> so He's no one notices and his her, uh, his dad's like, hey, get the fuck up out of the chair. And he he's like, fuck you. I'm not going to get out of the chair. And for some reason, that's an example of his love. for the Oh, daughter. yeah. He was like, uh, you can take that as an example. I'm never going to leave the side of my senpai. And you can take that uh, as a symbol of my love. Yeah, it was literally weird. almost verbatim. That what he said right there. <laughs> well, they end up having sex again. The ogres plus MC uh, <laughs> that time, though. It's just explicitly rape that, because that one. You're like, I mean, he said no. Well, well, no, he no. said no several times, right, and then they right. blackmailed him into having sex. Yes, so it is it is rape on that account. However, he does make it almost unclear because at the end of the episode, he goes, I can't believe I made the same mistake again, which is what made it. It was like, okay, is he does he not want it ever, or does he not want it until it's happening? And then he's like, well, I, you know, I'm here. That's I, I'm not, those... It's like a little, it's a little blurred line for me. Like I get so what they're I trying like to say is they took advantage of him, but he said, I can't believe I made the same mistake again. So is he taking culpability for it? You and I are uh, trying to ascribe good faith to a bad faith <laughs> argument, and it is not possible. So yeah. like, yeah. like you right. are you're okay. pretending, and I don't blame you. Like, if this was like a normal show, even like a normal no, that's not true. I don't respect anime enough for that. But like <laughs> if it was if it was like a normal show. You could be like, well, maybe like they're actually trying to put some kind of like, you know, confusion here. Like maybe he it isn't so explicit, but like, oh, no, no, no. Like th- that's not how this is written. Like men can't be raped. Like okay. that's that's what they are saying here. I guarantee it. Like he always wants sex. So that's why it's acceptable. Okay. Seriously, it's just like from the 1950s. Yeah. No, I but, all right, episode three. Um, he ends up having sex with um the uh, fiance he has because magically she now understands sex. Uh, my favorite, by far, my favorite. I, I thought that. Uh, I thought that was. Yeah, that was, oh, a, it was dream. a dream sequence. That was a you're dream. right. You're yeah. right. Oh my god, you're right. Never went further than that. So yeah. he has a dream where he and thinks then it turns, he's about to have sex with her, and then it turns into her father. <laughs> yeah, it turns into her father, yeah, that was a dream. and then. <laughs> I, yeah, a you're pretty, right. A pretty good bit, actually. Yeah, not that a, not a, a bit. bad bit. <laughs> but then he wakes up and he finds a small elven lady laying on top of him naked. And he wants or she wants to have sex with him again because the elves are very physically weak and he is not. And they want to make their race stronger. 
whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, right. So well, he that's came. What all, that's what they all want. Yeah, I think that's going to be the general theme. The main of this. theme. These yeah. are very loveless rapes. <laughs> yeah, very, very loveless, yes. Um, actually, for the record, the ogres also say things like, I will force myself on you if you yeah, do not yeah, give me yeah, what I want. Yeah. And, the, and the elf does too, literally casting a curse on his dick so that the next day he will be able to get it up. Yeah. Oh, um, God, it's so funny. So that was something too. Um, but she leaves because he can't get it up, and the curse apparently has like a. It's sort of like Viagra. It takes a little while to like kick in, but in this case, it takes a full day. Um, yeah. So she also then, described it as like forbidden magic, which yeah. I just think is kind of funny. <laughs> it's like the black book for D and D. You know, you're like, oh, no, I right. can reanimation. No, that's not forbidden yeah, magic. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, killing children. Nope, not forbidden. What about Viagra? Ah, very forbidden magic. Very, very not, forbidden. Absolutely, absolutely can't use it around here. Um, so, so then, like, yeah, well, go ahead, I, I, know, go ahead. I know you're pretty much done, but like, one of the things I really feel like I need to point out was like, this, this is a very generic anime plot, except that I think it's got just the right amount of twists on the generic formula, just the right amount of like, baseless comedic bits that are fairly well written. Like, uh, one thing you forgot about is that when the elf comes into his room in the first place, I think it's, uh, um... Oh, it's Tim. Uh, yeah, Tim Kuhn. Yeah, walks Tim. In. That's right. That's Tim right. Kuhn so, walks in. So on. she's she's he's wrestling oh, with this yeah. fairy, <laughs> and and he comes in the door, and obviously you're like, ooh, it looks like they're fucking. Well, and no. he turns around and immediately goes, "I will take this to my grave." Yeah, <laughs> like, no, no, but it was it was the way he good. it was the way he walked in. He was just walking around the halls, and I guess he's like the barkeep, and he's like, "Huh, he seems to be up quite early." And he walks in. He's like, "Why so dark in here?" And then turns on the lights using a magic light switch and sees them and he goes i'm gonna take this to my grave he's like no please tim senpai come back and as soon as he leaves he's like huh he's cheating on her he's got balls of steel and then that's it that's all we see (laughs) of tim (laughs) what's the point of that he walks off screen and he gets guillotined (laughs) never again um so the last big plot thing is basically that his fiance goes out with a couple of adventurers and they're trying to take on some big beastie uh the big beastie has a tentacle beard he's kind of oh, like dude, it's looking. cthulhu yeah it's cthulhu but like tentacle hentai cthulhu yeah immediately like they identify very quickly that it kills the men and it does horrible <laughs> thing unspeakable things that was it unspeakable things to the women how interesting cthulhu unspeakable interesting. unspeakable yeah, yeah. did you no, see no, that I mean, joke like, like it's the perfect it's the perfect setup they're just like look man it's a rape monster yeah we're yeah, not gonna and... beat around the bush here this, it kills the men and it does things to the girls and you know what you know exactly what it means the second you got one look at it and you saw that tentacle beard you're like I know exactly what's happening here. I um I do enjoy too how like in hentai and like and also this anime and SAO, like the monsters as well are hetero. Like listen, they don't fuck yeah, around yeah, with men. Exactly. Like, like, like absolutely there, not. There are we, no gay monsters. We're not there yet. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one day, but we're not oh my god. Oh, uh, that'd be like the neoliberal take. They're like, listen, we need to rape hentai, both people. Look. Oh my god. Anyway, so it immediately starts trying to rape FemC. And um the last thing we see is MC rushing out to go save her. Uh her tits are exposed at this point. Um Oh, actually there's one really important thing that I forgot to mention at the very beginning of episode three during that dream sequence where it's still his fiance. Mm-hmm. There is a, a titty drop. And yeah. the titty drop, when it happens, if you listen to what the sound effect is, the best thing I can describe it as is if there was like only one thing in a maraca and then the maraca was shaking <laughs> once 
<laughs> and that that's the only that's the best thing I can do to describe it. Like it, it's not. I mean, I don't think I've ever heard that ever ascribed to a fleshy object. Like I I can't. You just have to watch that part of the scene. Like I I it was it was great. I I was howling. Like I I think I was doing laundry and I just fucking dropped everything in my hands and like laughed for two minutes. It's great. That's that's yeah. the fucking anime though. So beautiful. Beautiful. Well, thank you, Ethan. Uh, yeah, Jay, you're not Jay, welcome. You know what time it is, buddy. <laughs> I know it's, what time it is. It's your synopsis time for Misfit. It's it's great at the Demon King Academy, buddy. Go ahead. Okay, okay. So one of the things I wanna I wanna talk about right off the bat is what a lot of animes do in general, but I feel like it's becoming a little bit more common, and that is the alternate animation world building synopsis start. Basically, you, you open up an anime, usually don't even get a, uh, uh, an OP. And the first thing you see is not like traditionally animated, kind of like storyboard style. You get a little bit of exposition on the world. And one of the reasons I want to point this out is that um, what, something I watched a long time ago uh, was Ruby. And I think somebody came out with like, a big... A big like dissertation on it recently. I, I fucking hated Ruby, but like that's fine because I well I, 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 I liked the first season where the fight scenes were fun. Well, sure, right, but like that that was always what Ruby was. It was yeah. it was fight scenes with filler of people talking in between, and and the filler was with Harold. But anyway, the the real point I'm pointing out here is that like this is how I would describe uh, the difference between knowing what the purpose of a scene like that is and doing it just because it's supposed to be there. Ruby is a perfect example of a show that put it in there just because, like, that's what you're supposed to do, right? And the I, I'm not going to get into, like, the actual depths of Ruby, but the point is is that the, the intro, like, little storybook thing told you about a bunch of stuff, and none of that stuff had any real relevance to the first episode. Yeah. And that's that's the wrong way to do it. The reason that you have that in there is because it's supposed to give you that little bit of a crucial context it's so a that you understand what you're looking at. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not just it's not context. just to dump information on you. Nobody cares. So, like, going to Demon King Academy, the first thing it tells you is exactly what you need to know to understand the character. Because what it tells you is that there was a Demon King who murdered all the other gods and fates and spirits. Heroes and, and everything that yeah, moves. Whatever. He won. Yeah, then, <laughs> he won. <laughs> and then uh, it doesn't. I don't think it goes over this there, but it says something happened, and he will be reincarnated two thousand years from now. All of his descendants run a school where they train the the, the potential future tyrant king. Yep. That is exactly what you need to know because the first real scene that you get of the show, then I believe, is him just on the street saying goodbye to his parents as he goes to school. Right? So, like, imagine for a second that that was the actual first scene. Like, the first scene you got was him just standing there going to school. Right off the bat, you don't give a shit because you've seen this scene a thousand fucking times. The quirkiness of his parents, the the meet cute with the main love doll, who I am going to call her that. (laughs) I mean, she is referred to as a doll, and it's... Yeah. Yeah, She's the love interest, so she's the main love doll. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, (laughs) but, like, all that there cliche as shit like nauseatingly stupid but 
when you put it in the context of like knowing in the back of your mind that this guy is probably going to be the reincarnated demon king, it makes everything that happens actually mean something. So when when he picks up that girl's note and he hands it to her, in a normal anime, that's just what happens. Like, yeah, it has all the to happen. Time. Yeah. When you know that that's supposed to be the demon king, that's a little bit more interesting because it's not something you would typically associate with that kind of character. Man, so this like, okay. this feels a lot like analysis and not exactly like yeah, an because explanation. there's something to fucking analyze. <laughs> <laughs> Like, yeah, it just doesn't sound like plot. I'm gonna gloss over a lot of shit in in like in Demon <laughs> Academy because at the end of the day, it's it's just a power fantasy like isekai thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just that it's, it's a, not an isekai yeah, because an isekai. it doesn't have to be. The, the, if this show was written by someone with significantly less talent, it would be an isekai. He I, would have been reborn as the Demon <laughs> King 2000 years ago. Like it's 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 so easily set up as one that it's almost astonishing that it isn't. Yeah, I agree. But more importantly, so he, he meet cutes the main character, he hands her shit. Other people try to treat him like shit. They try to bully him like super cliche people do. And you get some pretty fun scenes where he subverts all the expectations of not only being a demon king, but being a hero. Because when uh, some guy walks up to him and says, uh, I'm I'm the big I'm the bully around here, he delivers all his evil bully dialogue, saying like you're you're nothing more than scum on my boots. And then the main guy, there's two ways I see this scene normally resolving. One is the hero way, where he not only beats him, but he embarrasses him and, like, goes into a, a slight tirade about why evil is wrong. You know, what And I mean? he's typically protecting the girl while doing it. Yeah, exactly. You know? exactly. Yeah. Like, there's all these setups to show you that he's the good guy. And mm -hmm. the, all the things the bad guy does are just there to make him, like, good in comparison. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You still kind of have that where this guy's obviously just straight up evil. However, it's Demon King Academy, so straight up evil is the default. It's yeah. the accepted norm. He's no longer a bully. He's really just a normal guy who happens to be stronger than most people. Yep. So when he starts treating the main character like shit, his response has to be indicative of what makes him unique as a character. So rather than just being the generic good guy, which, again, is another version of this anime that's shittier... Or being the generic bad guy, where he basically just bullies him back. What we get is a presentation where he, much like uh, One Punch Man, just doesn't even give a shit. He doesn't <laughs> notice. And like literally taking a page out of One Punch Man's book, all of the comedy bits that work in this anime come from that kind of execution of this character. Where you're never, ex you're never... You're not deriving the same kind of joy that you would from something like My Hero, where you're watching people like shoot their sh shoot their super laser at like ten thousand percent power. You're like, yeah, I'm called a naval laser. Big, big fucking punch, <laughs> like big punch is hype. You don't get hype for what this guy does because the show doesn't hype up what he does. It yeah. presents it as mediocre. It presents it as mediocre because that's how it is to him. Yeah. So when all he does is snap his finger and make the guy squeal like a little girl as he gets evaporated. That's funny because you've seen the other two versions of that interaction and you're not seeing them now. You're seeing an actual kind of interesting introduction. Right. All right. So that's, that's just what I had to say about that. The, the reason <laughs> I bring it up is because going into this, I thought I was going to get one of those two options. And I was pleasantly surprised that what I got actually had some personality to it i feel like there's one <clears throat> go the ahead. personality doesn't go anywhere 
and I'll start bringing up One Punch Man again later. But for now, like... synopsis. <laughs> Shut up, Ethan. <laughs> now nah, you can talk. Go ahead. There's there's one thing that I think would have really made this like that they they I'm so surprised they didn't do in this. And it was just that I expected, fully expected, when they say that said there was going to be a reincarnation and the school is built to find that person that is actually the Tyrant King, I completely expected that he would have, like, amnesia and would need to remember that he was the Tyrant King. Yeah, exactly. Like an isekai kind of plot. Yeah, exactly. Where, like, he's fish out of water, but he's not. But he's yeah. not at all, which, for the record, like, makes it's a lot so of sense. Nice. It's <laughs> yeah, so it's nice. it's so refreshing. <laughs> like, I, I actually I didn't like, have a problem with it being like super derivative and campy and like just for fun. I never have a problem with things that are just trying to be fun. I have a problem with the fact that they're usually not very fun. Yeah. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. I agree. And it's fun because it takes itself actually seriously enough to care about what these characters are going to do. Anyway, synopsis. Yeah, uh, he oh, bullies the bully, and yep. probably one of my favorite. Like, I, I think it's part of the joke, and I'm not sure if it's necessarily on purpose or not. But it definitely felt like it was on purpose. So he he goes up. He's walking in the front door, first day of school, and this bully tries to bully him. He just embarrasses the shit out of him, and but doesn't kill him because he just doesn't care. He goes in the door. I swear to God, like the next fucking scene <laughs> is the exact same bully swaggering into an arena to fight the guy who embarrassed him five minutes ago. And he's still talking like he's the hottest shit on the planet. Like what fucking amnesia do you he, have? Yeah. He basically, he used like magic binding spell and yeah. some sort of like uh like head trauma spell where he's like, all right, well just stay out here in your timeout until no, you he, learn he, your lesson. He, he did two things. First thing he did was he blew out his magic flame. Which oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Second thing he did was crush his bones with like psychic powers. No, he the used third his own thing heart. he did. No, 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 that, no, no that's, that's, in, that's in the arena. That's, that's, in, the arena. The arena. Oh. that's in the arena. Before he goes in, the third thing he does is he makes him go insane. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and he's like, you stay out here till you learned your lesson, he starts, buddy. He starts babbling like a madman. Like, you walked back in and was like, this is it. I'm going to fuck him up. What? What the what? fuck plan he, like, are you on? As soon as that guy leaves, he's like an NPC. He just gets up and he goes to his next Must loading the screen way. where he walks yeah. out. And he just completely forgets that he was embarrassed. Yeah. Not just by a little bit, but by the biggest margin you could possibly be embarrassed by. And he was like, nah, I got this guy. He just caught me yeah. off guard. No, he like, didn't. Not even like, close. It's it's like fucking uh, a Skyrim NPC level <laughs> cognitive dissonance. <laughs> I just uh, watched him thing. rip my friend in half, <laughs> but I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'll be the one. This is it's, it. Dragonborn's I, going down. I, I feel like there's a lot of that, too, where, like, there's a lot of anime and a lot of games where that's a problem. But, yeah. like, in One Punch Man, that kind of shit did not happen. Where right. it'd be like, you watch him explode someone, and you're like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, and then people, people would like reassess. It, yeah, would would react. But like, well, One Punch Man does something similar. Again, I'll get into it later. But like, the way they deal it is that their their comedy comes from the fact that it's almost dramatic irony in the sense that you know that Saitama is always going to win. Yeah. And the funny bit comes from watching all of the other characters react to a situation in which they are functionally useless. Either because they know they're useless or because they don't know they're useless. Yeah, yeah. But in that case, that's actually exactly what we have. 
even though he just got his ass beat. The comedy bit here is that he walks back <laughs> in completely somehow oblivious to the fact that he's outmatched. But so like, and then we get what I think is actually a pretty poor demonstration of the character when he like beats him up with his heartbeat. Cause yeah. that's the kind of like flashy, yeah. I'm so cool thing yeah. that normally yeah. would be the way that these characters acted. And I'm glad that it goes away immediately. Cause what happens yeah. after that is that <laughs> uh, they, they form, Oh, a good introduction, uh, introduction of the world and how they can make contracts with each other that can't be broken. There's no, there's no fucking flashback. There's no fucking random person delivering exposition in the crowd. None of that garbage. Two yeah, people just yeah. hold out their hands and say, you want to fucking bet? And they yeah. go, yeah, let's, let's make let's a zect. Let's make a zect, boys. And right off the bat, right from <laughs> that, you're like, okay, I know what a zect is. Yeah, I don't yeah. need to know what a zect is. Nobody needs to beat me over is. the fucking head. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the I dictionary. I'm going to look is. at zect, and I'm going to beat you with it. They put, up a cool little, they put up a cool little anime circle. Half gets filled in, half gets filled in, and you watch it seal. And you're like, yes, I know <laughs> what this is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I you know, get it. I, I saw the first I'm half. allowed to get it by myself. Hooray! Jesus Christ. And it's Somebody like it's, showed me something and they didn't have to tell me. And it's nice and simple too, because the first the first two times I think it fills in from the right first, and I was like, huh, I wonder if they're just always using using the same animation. And then I realized it's because it's the person that starts it, it fills in yeah. first. And yeah. I was like, oh. Yeah. Well, it's just like sense. really pleasant. Like, all yeah. right, I can do this. It's, it's just fucking smart across the board. Uh, so they make the Zect, and the pact is is that uh, main character cannot get Bully Supreme to quit voluntarily. And then the second they finish the pact, the bully goes, Ha-ha, you idiot! I'm smug again! <laughs> <laughs> I'm even smugger! <laughs> How many times do you have to teach me this lesson? Oh, well, we're about to anyway, learn. And, and basically what he says is, I'll never give up even if I die. And then... <laughs> The guy throws it back in his face. He kills him and brings him back to life over and over again until he loses his shit. Oh, did you catch cool. the? Uh, did you catch his like his one line too, where he was like, "Aren't you like nobility? Did you expect to only die once in your life? Yeah. Like, what is wrong with you? This is yeah. normal." As he's like slaughtering him over and over yeah, again. To him, the concept of dying is like not even that bad. But yeah, okay. he's like, "All right, you know, like okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah again, sure. good a good demonstration of the character, much better than the heartbeat. Yeah, one. yeah, much better. Bad. Yeah. Uh, so he wins the fight. Obviously, he gets to go to the academy because apparently a duel to the death is step one. Again, makes sense. Demon academy. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, so then he goes through all the tests that determine whether or not he's eligible. Um, remember the tests that he take because they actually call back to the information they give you. Like they use his entry test as exposition. That's not a unique thing. I'm pretty sure most of these school animes will use the entry test as exposition, especially when it deals with a fantastical world with, like, different rules. Sure. But um, in this case, it works pretty well because they, they keep it short. He goes in. He uh, – I forget. Which, what, which one does he do first? Um, I'm looking I, right now. I, he I does, know it's he not does the magic. magic. No. Yeah, it is Measure's magic power. Is it Measure? Th then it's – Oh God! I no, it wasn't. So. It wasn't magic first. No, it's ma it's measure magical power. Answer questions about the tyrant king, and I think wasn't there it. like a physical thing? No, maybe maybe that was it. No, there was no physical thing. Maybe but that whatever. was it. 
Yeah, whatever. He measures his magical power. He's off the scale. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought the whole point was that it was magical power and it was aptitude. I think it was just yeah, those yeah, two yeah, tests. Yeah, magical yeah. power off the chart. Great. Uh, he goes into the aptitude test, and the only question that we hear, or the the, the only question that we hear him asked is, "What is the name of the demon king?" And he says his own name because he's the demon king. Then they go to uh, Lovebot. And she gets asked a question about, like, the actual personality of the Demon King. And she gives some answers. And they're not really all that important. Um, but one thing they bring up, one, is that when somebody asked him the name of the Demon King, he gave his own name. That's an important thing to remember. That actually gets called back in the same episode. Yeah. The other important thing is that um, she, uh, uh, Lovebot, makes a reference to the super high-level fire spell that I think also gets used in that episode. Either that or the next one. I forget. Which. It's the next one. It's the next one? Okay, so it's the next one. But, like, that's that's efficient use of writing right there. Because at no point were we told something that is worthless. Yeah. At no point did we extend this entire episode into learning about utter fucking nonsense. And this goes into the second point as to, like, the real quality of this anime is actual world-building. A lot of people, when they say world building, what they are, are what they are talking about is exposition dumps. Exposition dumps are world building, yeah, but they're not good world building. Yeah, I mean, I would make the case it's almost just not world building. Like, yeah, have you, yeah, you literally could. constructed a world? Yeah, for sure. But like, just because I threw paint at the wall didn't mean I painted the wall. Exactly like, right. So, like, in the worst possible way, exposition dumps are world building. But in this case, you get good world building, which is that no line of dialogue and no frame is wasted. That is an important thing that anybody who is making a fucking anime needs to have drilled into their goddamn skull. They need to stop with this worthless dog shit flashbacks. They need to stop with worthless, worthless dog shit exposition characters. They need to stop with two characters sitting in a fucking normal ass room talking to each other <laughs> about shit that you could show me yeah fucking stop well, you get that they probably literally think when people say show don't tell that the exposition dump with the flashy like fight scene from three thousand yeah. years ago is <laughs> them showing what, what were we looking at there, it was an ad for um the god of high school which we thankfully didn't put on this list because i think it is legitimately too good <laughs> uh, but there's an interview with one of the head animators and he says probably one of the most frustrating fucking things i've ever heard in my life he is sitting in an interview and he's like oh yeah so you know we're making a guy to high school show like about fighting but you know whenever you're showing a fight you can't just like show a fight you got to show the context as to why these people are fighting and, and while he's talking they're showing a little video clip of them doing that frustrating fucking thing where in the middle of a fight they flash back to somebody's past fuck you stop doing that stop doing that that is a crime i agree if you don't have the goddamn balls to put someone's story in the story you don't get to cram it into the middle of a fight and call it world building you can eat ass (laughs) so much like what should be done, this does not do that. Demon King Academy does not pan away in the middle of a fucking fight to tell you about how the person getting thrown off the cliff got slapped by their dad when they were five. I don't give a shit. They're about to fucking die. Why are you telling me this at objectively the one time where knowing who they are could mean any less? Yeah. 
It's ridiculous. So that's the other good thing about Demon Academy. I'm not going to talk about qualities anymore. We're just going to do synopsis. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Okay. Yeah, right. I would, I would sure. not okay. on my life. <laughs> okay there, bud. I'm okay. going to make a zect with you guys. <laughs> okay. Well, we learned in the third episode that some Anyway, so a bunch of other shit happens. That's <laughs> 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 yeah, no. All right. So, uh, yeah, he, he goes through his tests. He then goes to a little classroom where the teacher does give a little bit of exposition dump. But it's not too bad. She basically uh, is talking to all the students. And what she says is, okay, you guys have to sort yourself into teams. Uh, everybody who wants to be a team leader, raise your hand. Main character raises his hand. She says, no, you are a lesser person. Put your you're, hand down. You're a white cloak says, or a hybrid. Yeah. And, and he says, if I prove that you're a fucking dipshit compared to me, can I raise my hand? She says, you know what? Fine. You know, because she's all cocky. And then he makes her look like a fucking dipshit. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get our first instance of everybody seems to just be shown objective proof that he is the demon king and they refuse to acknowledge it. Yeah. Which is fine because that's that's the fun of the show. That's the point. The point is you're going to watch this for all those funny instances much like uh uh much like one punch man where you know but everyone else in the world refuses to either believe well, yeah, it's like so out, out outside of what they could possibly believe. They're yeah, like, well, yeah, it must yeah. be a lie. It's like when That's One Punch fun. Man beats the mer the merfolk guy, and they're like, well, it wasn't him. It was yeah, like he, the they, guy he before got him. Softened up. Yeah, he got yeah, softened like up. it couldn't possibly be him. That wouldn't make any he sense. He took down like, five S tiers. You can't just punch him once. That's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah right. So whatever. Anyway, uh, after that, he gets to be team leader. Uh, a new member of the harem walks up to him and says, you know tries to bully him again because that works out so great uh -huh. and uh <laughs> I, I like the fact that she tries to bully him she walks up to him and says like hey what do you fucking think you are some kind of fucking prodigy you're such a piece of shit and he just looks at it and goes fucking come at me and find out <laughs> and she goes uh immediately switches gears to bullying her sister <laughs> she's like oh shit uh, hey, dumb <laughs> bitch who I've bullied my whole life. Are you shitty? Ha! Well, that was because, okay, I'm gonna like, go. Well, she has, like, these demon eyes, and he's yeah. like, oh, I haven't seen those in a bit, and, like, turns <laughs> on his demon eyes. It's like, it's like putting on, like, your low beams, and then someone flicks on those, like, blue light high beams, and you're like, Jesus yeah. Christ! Like, And then he just blows the fucking train whistle grafted onto the tailpipe, and it blows out your, <laughs> blows out your fucking windows. You're like, alright, fine, fine. Alright, alright. Uh, my sister, uh, you're ugly and you're stupid. I'm out of here. I win. Yeah, yeah. Ah, so, and actually, what I think is a pretty accurate representation of what happens when bullies get fucking shit on. <laughs> she she instantly knows that she's outclassed and immediately switches gears like just yes. jumps the track like all right that's not going anywhere we're gonna go over here <laughs> Whew! anyway uh after that uh i believe uh they have a little bit more of a conversation about how love doll joins her team and joins the main character's team and then as he's leaving the school, the bitch who tried to bully him and failed decides once again to try to bully him again uh, by, I guess, challenging him to a fight? Or he's the one who challenges her? I forget which. I think but, she, she challenges him to, like, a team-on-team yeah. team fight. Yeah. Right, yeah, that, that's, yeah I, I thought she was the one who did it. So, yeah, he, he challenges her. Uh, she challenges him to a team fight. They challenge each other. 
Yeah, he doesn't have a team, so that's like how she thinks she's bullying. <laughs> <laughs> so um, well, he's got Love Doll. Yeah, yeah. He they put down a sec. Oh, I'm sorry. At the fight, they put down a sec. But they basically make the agreement that if he wins, she has to join his team, and if she wins, then he she'll dominatrix him. That's, that's yeah, literally the implication. She wins. She wins. She says, "I owe you." She's gonna you. rape him. That's gonna <laughs> owe you. Hey, hey, okay. wrong anime. She, she's going to make implied. him her Peter Grill. That's not implied here. I mean, for the record, he is the strongest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Peter, no. Grill, oh, Peter no. Grill is now the, the code word for reverse rape. Oh, no. No, it's just gonna, rape. We don't even gonna, need to say reverse. Right, just, you're right. She's yeah. going to Peter Grill him. She's going to Peter Grill him. Yeah. Uh, not like a Foreman Grill, but Peter Grill. <laughs> Uh, next episode is mostly the fight. Uh, uh, new red bitch has a full team of like the highest and most pure well, no, noblemen. That, oh, I'm sorry. Good. I'm sorry. I forgot. At, at the end, after uh, we have one of the other great comedy bits of this show, which is uh, main character's parents. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. He comes home after his first day of school and he walks in. He says, Hey, parents, I'm home. And his mom's kind of a ditzy. Uh, bubbly fool, and she kind of and, and for the record, going, oh, you're and so this cool. part's this part's important and young, yes, which and does young. make sense which, given the, which, the next which comes, which comes in a little bit later, yeah, yeah, so, and young. And uh, he asks where his dad is, like, oh, he's in the workshop, he's like, oh, typical absentee father, you know. And then uh, Love Doll walks in the room, and mom freaks out, like, oh my god, first day of school, you already brought home your future bride. And as soon as she, as soon as she says bride. The dad kicks in the door from the <laughs> workshop and goes, that's my boy. One bride coming up. <laughs> and I love that bit. Because I loved it's it just, too. It's just the right amount of, I don't take myself seriously, but an actual good and fun reaction. Yeah. Because it, to be perfectly honest, as much as they try to downplay it, yeah, he just brought home his first bride. Like, oh my God, you have a harem already? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then they they feed him and they have well they little... and also they introduce the idea that he's only a month old yeah he's only a month old <laughs> like he was born and then in the span of a month became were... like a teenager became that went the to size that he is yeah yeah <laughs> um and so then, and that like that, that I realized well that helps explain like why the like the the parents are as young as they are and how goofy they are I'm more willing to like believe that shit whenever you're probably only like a few years younger than the yeah, tyrant king yeah. is because like, <laughs> like you imagine you imagine that like, the couple they're like maybe 25 26 yeah and they maybe. had their first kid and he's already going to school a month he's later. like 16 so there's, so there's still 26 <laughs> they're still super young because they should be 35 40 but <laughs> yeah no that that works out pretty good um and then i also forgot the end uh i guess they're walking home from school and the fucking three times the charm the older brother of the first bully outside the gate uh, and <laughs> yeah. the bully both try to kill him and it fails fucking spectacularly. You get a bit more of this, the kind of modus operandi of the, of the main character, which is that he doesn't murder, even though he's the demon king and he's objectively evil and all he cares about is controlling the world. The way he goes about it is by overpowering people in such a way as to force them to serve him. Which makes a kind of sense. It's also kind of how you get his anti-hero stance, where he doesn't just murder everybody and take over the world that way, because that wouldn't be any fun. Has he murdered anyone so far? 
Well, uh, tech, yes, but he yes. always brings them back. Brings them back. Well, okay, fair. <laughs> yeah, good point. <laughs> Technically, yeah, they die, Ethan. Yeah, they just, they because, die because he has such zombies. a control over life and death that he would rather kill you and bring you back to serve <laughs> him than just kill you because that's just because nothing's inefficient for him. So it makes a kind of sense. Where it's like if he could bring you back and mind break you into being his slave, I mean, why wouldn't he? It doesn't really take him any more effort, and now he has more people to do shit. I, I enjoy that scene because there is a secret, uh, like spell that the older brother bot takes out and like tries to use, and he's like, <laughs> yeah. ah, origin magic, and then it hits him and does nothing, and he's like, what? But but this is like a secret technique. He's like, yeah, it's origin magic. It has no effect on the origin. Me. The Demon King, the origin, and yeah, I was like, again, that was pretty good. <laughs> I enjoyed that yeah, bit. It, it's really, it's really funny that way too, because it's like again, objective proof. Yeah, yeah, every, objective proof every again, time. Yeah. He never does anything short of objectively prove that he is it. Just head and shoulders, you know, times a million yeah. better than you. That's episode one. It's a real good episode one. Super that was, tight. It was like both episode one and two. No, was that it? was just episode one. Well, that that was the end of episode one, but the fight, all of the fight with oh, him, yeah, yeah, happened yeah. in episode two because in episode, episode three, you get um you get their whole the whole castle bit. Yeah, That's all. You, get the, you get the beginning of the real plot in the castle. Yeah. Anyway, so episode two starts off, and basically the entirety of episode two is the duel, the mm -hmm. I guess, team battle. Yeah, it's finding out the magic power and then the duel. And what, yeah. No, no, finding out. Anyway, but yeah, it's the duel. Not, the, main, the main bit of it is the duel. You're right. Not a lot to say about it other than it starts setting up a theme. That's right, a theme <laughs> that one of the weakness of uh, people who are very heavy magic practitioners is that they have an over-reliance on magic and that the, a lot of the ways the Demon King outsmarts and outplays people is just by using brute strength. Brute, well, yeah, not, like it's like brute strength, or just like literally thinking outside of magic in general, which I actually really yeah. like that sub theme. Yeah, well, it, it's it's the theme, it's the plot of episode two. Bit, bit, oh, not the plot, the theme of episode two is the the weakness of many of the magic practitioners of this world is that they don't take physical things seriously. Yep. Uh, like if you it, like the, the the best demonstration of this is that they go into a dungeon. It's actually his old castle. They're supposed to get to the bottom and get loot. Uh, he says, oh, there's a secret passage over here. And uh, one girl like looks with her magic eyes and goes, I don't see any uh, magic hiding spells or anything like that. He's like, no, it's a secret passage. And he just walks through a solid wall. It's like, it's just a wall. And the, the, the great thing about this is that, well, they probably have spells that can let them look through walls. But the idea that somebody would hide something without magic didn't make sense to them. Yeah, so why would they use it? So why... That's not how you make a secret passage to them. So that's why it wasn't discovered. It's not necessarily airtight, but it's the theme of the episode, and it sticks with that theme the whole time. Any t in that episode, episode two, every time the Demon King solves a problem, it is with brute force, not uh, magic. Really. That's cool. Wasn't that episode three? Yeah, that's what he was. Wait, which one? No, episode two. The ep oh no, you're, the wall thing was episode three. You're right. Yeah. Okay. Because uh, episode but, two was the team battle where he yeah, threw yeah. A castle. episode two they put up a bunch of uh, magical walls around their castle. He reaches and he through just, them, picks he up the just castle, picks up the castle with his hand. Yeah, 
same basic principle. It's mm-hmm. they put up a bunch of magical barriers because oh shit, we have to defend ourselves. He says well, that that doesn't do anything against the physical attack I am now going to do. Yeah, what, and he kind of says that he's like, if all you're using is magic, I have a, basically. Well, you're about I to be got shot bad by fucking this. news. Yeah. <laughs> I got bad news for you, and he just picks up the castle. Yeah, so that's the good shit. Uh, obviously, he wins the team battle. That's a given. Uh, the girl joins his team. There's some stuff at the end where it seems like girl number two uh, is falling for him. Big fucking surprise. Uh, and that's pretty much where it ends. Oh, there's another wonderful comedy bit where he goes home on day two. Or I guess it's not day two of school. No, it's day two. Well, yeah. No, it's week two. It's week two. Yeah. Uh, week two of school. And he walks in the door. And now he's got two women. And his mom goes, oh, you, you, you got a second wife? The second you hear second wife, the dad kicks in the door and says, you are the fucking best. Not even I ever brought home two. That's like, that, that is a good joke. Good. Yeah, I love that. That is a quality fucking joke. It was, it was brilliant. His dad's uh, just the pinnacle. Like, I mean, they're like, unironically excited for him, but also yeah. unironically aware that they are that also is, like yeah. amazing but they think yeah. they're amazing but they like are still comparing themselves to him because like well we made him we must yeah, be at least exactly, somewhat exactly. comparable and, right. and they were like also, oh and they were like uh oh he he's so kind this was in the first time he brought her home she's like she's yeah. so kind and he was like yeah i know isn't he he was like he found out we were going to be sad that he went to school all by himself so he just picked up our whole house and took it with him and oh now we're here God. i totally <laughs> forgot about that <laughs> just a class act yeah the other the other good one is um oh shit oh uh the the fact that he says i never brought home two wives like next to his wife yeah <laughs> like he's sitting next to his wife he's like man i even i'm not man enough to have two wives <laughs> it's like why would you want two wives? never mind oh. yeah that's that's good shit he always eats the same food um i believe episode three is the bit that kind of continues off of this which is, I, th- I don't know if it starts that way, but randomly, I think in episode three, like right near the beginning, after maybe four or after the OP, it's the parents holding their newborn baby. And they're like, oh, what, what should we name him? I and, think that was too. Like, I think, maybe it was. And they're looking down at him and they're like, I think I'm going to name him. And the baby just in his normal voice goes, I know it's the Bodegar. <laughs> like fresh out of the womb he's got the same voice and he just names himself he's like my name is Amos Voldek he doesn't like, even say you, my name no? is he just screams his name oh, as if answering the question yeah yeah exactly oh, good. But, straight uh, up fucking finish down. off episode 3 so we can actually talk about analysis because we totally haven't done that yet <laughs> well episode 3 is just the castle bit they go down yeah. to the bottom to get the scepter, and all that really happens of note, if you don't mind, Jay, all that really happens of note is that uh, they get the scepter they're looking for for a perfect score, and then uh, Sasha, like, stabs her sister, or Misha stabs her sister, Sasha, the love doll, and goes, I betrayed her, ah! And he goes, well, your eyes only light up when you're emotional, and they didn't light up at these key points, and he was like, well, I'm going to beat you up now, and her sister goes, no, don't beat her up, let her go, and so he just lets her go, and she's running, she's like, seven hours and 15 minutes, because it's going to be their twin birthday. Birthday. Apparently, she's supposed to disappear, or something. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, look, I'm not going to lie, that's the scariest part for <laughs> me, because that's telling me that they don't, that, that this one, two, three thing was just like, 
the fun setup, and now they're going to get into the melodrama garbage. And that, that scares me. That scares me. Because it was very much not to form in any real capacity. They, they did their stupid little gotcha mind games where it's like, yeah, but secretly I do what you were doing the whole time. And other nonsense, like, why does he give a shit if this girl dies even for a second? You already know you can bring them back instantly, even disobeying his own three-second rule. Like, it, it, there's, there's no stakes. You can't have that kind of melodrama, at least not with him involved. Yeah. Because well, you always know that either he completely resolves the situation or somebody asked pulled a power more powerful than him. And that's just And so it. and so well and so maybe maybe he does resolve it. We don't know. You he know probably what I'm will. But what I'm saying is that the problem is is that if this becomes the new norm, that's not worth watching. I don't right. I don't give a shit about that. Because this melodrama to me is is fucking worthless. The entire time I was looking at these two stupid ass little girls, uh trying to backstab each other and get in good with each other and give each other gifts. I, I didn't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. I was kind of just the subplot, sure. For sure, for sure. And, and mostly because he was in the room. Because when he's in the room, much like Saitama, there's, there's no reason that anything should go wrong. Yeah. Ever. But, they don't, but they don't know that. You well, know I don't care if they don't know that. Because the point is, is that when you make it that, the reason you're doing that is to subvert the expectation of, well, okay, he already solved the problem. Why would you think that would work? Like, like the, the, the irony comes from them either being ignorant of his power or begrudgingly acknowledging of it. Right, Acknowledge, right. Acknowledging, I guess. So when you have this melodrama where she knows his power and has refused to acknowledge it, you're supposed to really be setting up a comedy bit, not a drama bit. Because when you try to set up a drama bit, all I can think the entire time is, where's the, where's the comedy shoe going to drop? Because yeah. that's, that's the point. Every, every time, every, it, whenever he uses his power, it, it's not cool if he's just the most powerful thing in the world. That's boring. We already yeah. watched that anime ten times. It's, it's fucking boring as hell. There can't be any melodrama because you know he's going to win. Mm -hmm. So it's fucking dumb. Don't do it. I got you. Okay. Well, that's, now that's scary. <laughs> that's a good. It's a good. It's a good note to point out. Uh, and now for the first time uh, tonight, since we haven't done any uh, delving into these animes, as Ethan has said, Ethan, why don't you tell me why uh, Peter Grill uh, deserves to move on and deserves to beat Demon King Academy into the ground? So <clears throat> there's something I really enjoyed. Get ready for this about basic training. And that was that, yeah, I mean, not actually really enjoyed. It's now I enjoy it because I'm not there, you know? Yeah. And it's basically just listening to all the different ways an MTI military training instructor can insult someone. And you get some of that fun out of Peter Grill, um, except for normally right. it's about junk spunk or <laughs> it's about, um, God, I can't even remember all the different ones. I think I have a couple more written down. Nope, I don't. I guess I gave up. But there are a ton of those different examples of basically just how many different ways we can say semen or how many different ways we can say knocked up. Yeah. Um, if you want to watch a bunch of semi-monster girls get fucked or rape someone, then I would definitely say Peter Grill is a good place to be. No, just um, watch porn. Uh... I would say, let's see here. I think, you know what, here. 
Something that is fun about it is the titty drop that sounds like one maraca bean. Stuff like that. I love watching, like, not love, but I enjoy watching, like, bad anime. Like, what was that high school DXD? Was that yeah. where the where the nipples were all misaligned, Mike? Uh, which one was it? Was that high school DXD? Uh, yes. Yes. You I showed me like it. one episode of that. Yeah. And, yep. and the I nipples, the, the nipples looked like they were like fucking cross-eyed or something. Yeah. Yeah. And like they were like really high on the boobs, like really high. And like that kind of thing can be, have like its own kind of uh, allure to like an, enjoy the fact that either the animators have never seen or observed a female body or just a body. Um, that can be fun. And it can be fun to like play a little off of the jokes that lie in sex, I suppose. Um, some of the jokes also hit. Okay. Um, yeah. Like you were pointing out JW, like with the dad, sometimes those jokes are all right that like, they also do like some, like it's not chibi, but like some cute little animation stuff. So for instance, whenever um. Anytime he doesn't have a heart on, but they want you to know he doesn't have a heart on, they will show a picture of an elephant head. And then whenever he does get a heart on, they just turn the elephant head upside down, essentially. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's kind of good. That That's kind of good. Um, that kind of thing's all right. Um, I feel like we're probably going to get a little bit of, like, the harebrained scheme of, like, uh, trying to think of a good example of like uh like a late night tv kind of show where like you know the plot line of something before you even walk into it but like you just don't know exactly how it's going to get resolved right um I mean, so like a little bit of fun there the yeah it's yeah right that's true um I mean, literally monster girl of the week yeah, yeah right um i guess you can get to learn which new ways he's gonna get raped um because presumably now, okay, at some point in time, I assume because of the way it's written, they will make a justification that he will eventually start being accepting of and excited to have sex with these monster ladies, um, which will make it acceptable that he wants to continue, that he continues to have sex with them. Um, at no point, though, do I think they will fix the problem that he is just always cheating on his spouse-to-be. Um not that that necessarily means that like it's bad because he's cheating on someone like there's plenty of good media that like is bad regardless of cheating i don't think that's a good way to analyze media um but like in a world where the mc is just literally one thing which is i don't want to have sex with other people because i want to be with my spouse and the only thing he does is have sex or be raped by other people that are not his spouse that could be problematic for a list of, list of reasons so I guess it's kind of funny sometimes. There's some decent sex jokes. Um, the animation is fun at times. The elephant uh, and the spunk bunk and spank bank kind of stuff is fun to listen to. And uh, enjoy the fact that although you won't see the nipples, know that that's mostly because the artist wouldn't even know where to put them. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. That is well my defense. Don't ask any more of me. <laughs> I, I won't. I won't. You, I won't do it. All right, Jay. Well, why don't you? Uh, why don't you give us a, a dissertation or a little bit less of why 
why you think that Misfit of Demon King Academy should beat Peter Grill and his Philosopher's Time into the ground <laughs> and move on to the I next forgot time. it was called Philosopher's Time. <laughs> oh my god. Everybody did, because what does it have to do with the anime? Not so good far. Story. Anyway, what do you got for me, Jay? Why is why is this such a good bad anime? What is it? So I brought it up a couple times. I teased it. I teased it. Uh, the the depths of why. So a lot of people know One Punch Man. Uh, even people who don't really watch or like anime. And I think there's a reason for that. Not and it's not necessarily because it's much like Cowboy Bebop. There are animes that exist that are kind of anime trope free. Or at least they only use very low-level anime tropes that don't turn people off instantly. Like, panty shots is an anime trope that will turn a lot of people off. For obvious right. reasons, because it's kind of fucking disgusting. Yep. That and, like, super crazy-ass fucking costume design that doesn't look like it could ever work as a piece of clothing. Um, super young protagonists... Uh, a serious over fixation on youth in general like that kind of those are anime tropes that will turn people off so when you watch something like one punch man it doesn't have a lot of that everybody's yeah. an adult yeah <laughs> it's superheroes but they're fun you know what i mean like they're not taken too seriously there's no fucking panty shots there's no women aren't people there's no overdrawn out talk new jutsu as you dump all of your money into one episode and then let six hang out to dry like, shit like that is what gets mainstream people. It's what keeps them from running away. But the reason that One Punch Man is loved by outside people is because it has good writing. And I don't mean to be the person to try to, like, jump up the butt of, of Hollywood or anything like that. But right now, they're... I don't think there are many arguments to be made that a lot of the Japanese tropes that you see in anime actually are anything other than crutches to extremely weak writing. So, like, right now, the big thing going around is that everybody's reading light novels, and light novels are making a lot of money. And so when light novels make a lot of money, they get made into anime. Uh, that's a really easy thing to do, because the light novel is basically your storyboard, literally. And um, uh, as a result, you now have, like, all your characters, all your story bits, all that stuff. You can make one season. No one's going to fucking yell at you because light novels usually really aren't about having some story that they're trying to accomplish. Much like anime, they're one of those things that you can kind of just write forever. So when something like uh, One Punch Man blows up, what that's supposed to be telling you is that People don't really want that stuff. They'll tolerate that stuff. Or more importantly, they will allow that stuff to carry their understanding of a media instead of having to actually engage with it. They want to be engaged with it, but they can't be engaged with it if there's all these crutches. On the flip side, making something engaging requires you to actually be good at your job and care. But crutches make it cheap and easy to make. So... As far as I understand, uh, the devil is a high schooler. <laughs> uh, is is was a light novel at the very least a manga, and it's based off of that. 
And I don't know writing is actually this good in the manga. Maybe it is. But I think some serious credit needs to be given to the people who are actually writing and directing the anime of this because they are not willing to take the easy way out and just use those tropes that probably even exist in the manga, though I don't necessarily know, to fucking crutch their way through to a big pile of money. And the result is that they're probably going to get a really big pile of fucking money. Yeah, agree. And it's not like there's a, not a lot of goddamn uh, fucking competition right now. We have an entire podcast where 80% of what comes out every season is so derivative garbage that you can throw it all into... You can describe it by a genre. You've already seen it now, and you can not watch it. Yeah, you're talking about, like, you're playing in the nuances. Like, when someone has, like, you know, a best girl that they really like from one specific anime, it's because it is identical to another best girl from some other anime oh, yeah. with, Every like, time. two exceptions. Every time. And those Every are, like, someone minute. comes up to me and says, I love this character, I guarantee you that that character is exactly the same as six other characters yeah, yeah. coming out in the same fucking season. Yep. Yeah. It is so formulaic. If someone comes up to me and says they have a waifu, I I don't know any other way to say this. I think less of you. <laughs> and it's not even that you, most of the time, it's not even that you have a waifu, it's that you have a waifu type. And it's just your waifu yeah, type happens yeah. to show up. You can describe yeah. your ideal person in a single Japanese word, a single, <laughs> a single anime trope. That's uh, that. Why yeah, like, does that I, not set off enough bells and whistles that you should be embarrassed? It's like I have a wife who is like Sundere. Yeah, Sundere. Okay, yeah. well, that's just and, generic. And again, not that I can't reiterate this enough times. There's a difference between saying I like Sundere's and saying I love every Sundere ever because yeah, they're a Sundere. Exactly. One is a thing that you like. I like fighting. So I like fighting animes. I probably would have loved the shit at a God of High School. <laughs> even if, admittedly, in the middle of my fights, they were going to pan to some little twerp getting kicked by his dad. That's fine. It's okay to like things. What it's not okay to do is go, uh, where are the fights? Like, you're watching fucking Mushishi. And you're like, Why does he punch the ghost? <laughs> just because i like fights doesn't mean that every single fucking anime has to use fights as a crutch to yeah. fucking wheel its pathetic ass story along like fucking naruto uh, like naruto is the pinnacle of i have the brain of a toddler and i don't know how people talk or act or move as far as i can tell but every once in a while we are going to dump some serious fucking money and care into a fight. And we're going to do that once every maybe one or two years. And that little breadcrumb trail is going to string you along to the end of time. That, that is using fights as a crutch as opposed to using fights as an actual narrative tool. Yeah, like Gleipnir. Yeah. Well, once anyway. At least once. They, At like, least the very first once. One yeah, I mean, at least once, and it was the first fight, and apparently it was the best fight. So yeah. that doesn't say a lot. <laughs> I don't feel bad about dropping that one out. We were getting jebated. Speaking yeah. of getting jebated, hey, I've had my rant. Um, I have a firm suspicion that both of these animes are jebating us. Yeah. I have a so, firm suspicion that, despite the fact that 
Peter Grill is half the length of a normal episode of anime, it still dumped all its <laughs> money into the first three episodes and is going to turn into shit, like, momentarily. <laughs> However, the sadder and more serious offender is that yeah. I think Demon Academy is going to do it, too. Because yeah, but the here's pace the thing. they set is so breakneck. I, in Demon King? I don't, yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It really yeah, is. Yeah. Like, no, that's just fair. imagine the fact that they introduced a character and two episodes later, they're already giving you the, like, what one of these two is going to die. <laughs> it's true. 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 Typically, I, I, I know. I was introduced to the characters. I understood who they were, be, mostly because they were kind of tropes. Then I got some more character progression that made them a little bit more than just their tropes. Kind of. Yeah. And now... I'm getting a full head of their story arc. Like, it's coming to the falling action. Shit's going down. And their characters are even more fleshed out. And all I can think the entire time is, this will not continue. So here's my worry. Like, I, I understand your worry. I'm actually worried that it won't do that. And it's actually just going to be a good anime. Because, like, if it's just a good anime, it shouldn't move on. So, like, I have less to say about Peter Grill. And more to say about why Misfit shouldn't move on for all of the right reasons. Because, like, Misfit so far has just been, like, good. And yeah, I right agree, now, it might we've been, not. We've been duped before. It's very true. We've been yeah, duped. Yeah, but I, I mean, okay, like, let's, let's look at, like, our list of the things that we've done in the past, right? Like, I don't know. I think these are probably, what, the first, like, the strongest three episodes we've seen? Well, Yes and no, uh, because when you get to the third episode, halfway through it kind of tails off. So I guess it's about a half episode better than something, say, like Eighth Son. You know, like in the first like, episode, was really good. My or, New um, Life is a Villainess. Yeah, My New Those Life is a Villainess. The first strong. episodes are pretty strong. Like they just had a good, strong two episodes. And the third Bungo one. Bungo and Alchemist. No, Bungo. Well, that's clearly. <laughs> it go, it go right to hell, Ethan. <laughs> but like, I, I think this is like it's gotta be in our like top three of strongest yeah. first three episodes yeah. and i'm not against you i'm just playing um a demon king advocate here oh um, yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i just so so here's my thing so that's what i wanted to pose that question you you kind of said the question ethan but i wanted to pose it to jay jay if do you agree with ethan's point of view if it continues at this pace or a pace like say there's a drop off, fine, but right, maybe right. it's not. It's not like a colossal drop off. It's just okay. We got to take things a little slower, but the pace is still relatively bearable. If it continued that way, would you see it? Now, I I wouldn't use the word good, but I would use the no. word passable. What is what I would say? It's a passable. Well, anime. Sure, sure. Like what what is the passable version of these two animes? Because if if we're assuming here that we just got the best it could ever get, and we're gonna get probably the worst version of it now which has the stronger i guess setup and uh uh plot laid out that it's gonna be tolerable and i really don't know <laughs> yeah i mean i the, it's okay the issue is that um so on the one hand we've got peter grill which yeah. is just just nine minutes of pseudo porn Yep. Yeah. And I think the worst version of that is one where the jokes aren't funny. Agree. And yep. that means it goes straight into the pits of hell. Because but it, not, we should not know funny that. plus porn doesn't 
So then you're you're on you're on lines of like Valkyrie Drive, high school DXD, Frozen. Exactly. Where it's just exactly. it's a pseudo porn, and there is no funnier jokes. It's just main character gets a porn harem. Yeah, that's all it is. I hate it. Right now, so, now Demon King has a similar problem, being that while it doesn't have just porn, all it has is just power fantasy. Right. And just power fantasy without the pacing or the jokes also goes straight down into the pits of hell because it becomes Eighth Son. Yeah. I don't think this would go as low as Eighth Son, personally. You remember the first three episodes of Eighth Son? No, no, no. Don't do that. I remember remember thinking some pretty similar things. You're rose-colored glassing, Eighth Son. No, no, no. no. Eighth Son's first three episodes. First two. First two were strong as fuck. Number three not was nearly as fine, strong as not nearly two. as strong but the most horrifying thing about episode three was the ending and i agree the potential of what might come after and you know what's scaring me right now it's the ending <laughs> of episode three yeah, yeah. It's fucking scaring me, Ethan. that's why I, that's why the rule of three exists ethan for this exact reason yeah, to trick you because it literally it's make or break the rule of three typically for me has been make or break it comes down to the episode three and rewrite it kind of almost comes either to the whole episode or more importantly, the end of episode three, where it tells you where it's kind of going and you either have to hope to God it doesn't go that way or it goes that way in a good way. Cause otherwise typically it just goes into the trash bin. And that I, I get where I, I know where you're coming from because yeah, it is a strong episodes, but that's the problem is, are we being duped again? I don't know. We absolutely could be, but the problem is, is I don't know if we're not being duped. You're right. I don't think this deserved to be move on. If we are being duped, then either one of these can make it. Like, if we're being duped, I think we know what we're going to get with Peter Grill. That's the thing. So You know, actually, the funny thing is, I I don't know I don't. what the plot will be I of Peter Grill. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think the plot matters. That's, well, that's my it matters point. like a little. If I think he's going to get Monster Girl of the episode. I agree. And probably bang multiple of them. And along the way, he's going to have to reconcile, like, Am I really going to get engaged and married to this woman after I just cheated on her 850 times? Or yeah. not, maybe not cheated. Well, cheated on her slash I also was blackmailed into having sex. Like, am I going to live with this guilt and still marry this person? Or will I tell her the whole truth? Like, that's going to be the main subplot. And along with the grandpa, you know, whatever, he's going to come in into play because he's literally the only. The only other main character that isn't having sex with <laughs> with our MC with Peter is, uh, you know, his soon-to-be fiance. They're not having sex, and her dad. They're not having sex. So because the those two, he wants to boink her, her uh, his daughter. That's clear as day. Clear so as day. The problem is, uh, I think. Well, personally, I think that I, since I know what I'm going to get with Peter Grill, the question comes down to: Do I think Misfit and Demon Academy will tank in the right way, or? Will it actually remain okay? Because you, it could tank in the right way where it's good garbage to watch, where it stops being a funny good. anime but switches right. into something else. Like, we haven't seen it yet. I don't really know an example off the top of my head, but it kind of switches gears into a bad anime that's really dumb to watch, but it isn't, you know, a god sits next to me in high school or, you know, Eighth Son or My Life is a Villainess where it's just like, oh, okay, this is, I guess this is where I should have seen this going. But if it, if it's just going down the rabbit hole of terribleness, then it also kind of deserves a chance to move on. But I don't know. So you know what's funny too? None of that actually even helps me helps me make a decision because like, <laughs> so like let's say right now that um, high school 
stays at the level it is right now. Yeah. Okay. Then maybe it shouldn't move on and Peter Grill should. But like Peter Grill, I don't even know if that's necessarily going to be particularly interesting. No, now, like but and, if it's not interesting but not good, then it deserves to move on just on just on that merit alone, because you have to have a winner. You know what I'm saying? Like it may you not have make to have it a past, not good anime. Yeah, it may not make it past the second round if that's how we find out. And that's where you kind of see where animes have their merit is do they make it past the second round? It's like, okay, if we watch three more Peter Grill, okay, yeah, maybe this isn't where we wanted to go. Fine. But based on these three episodes alone and the idea of where they might go is where you have to make your decision. And if Misfit of Demon King Academy, like you said, stays at this pace, it doesn't deserve to move on. And therefore, by default, regardless, Peter Grill does deserve to move on if that's the logic you're using. So based on that logic, <laughs> I think that I mean, oh, I don't wait, know. wait, wait! Don't vote oh. yet, because I uh, have said. Oh yeah, it's true. Good point. We're gonna go to the voting now. <laughs> oh wow! Oh, okay, okay, okay. Save your vote. Save your vote. <laughs> Save your vote. Okay, now okay, vote. Okay. Um, and so I'm gonna start. Uh, Ethan's gonna go Please. last. Um, oh, perfect. Good. I, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna vote. Peter Grow moves on. Um, my reasoning oh, my being. God. The reasoning being is that Misfit of Demon King Academy, even if it kind of turns into swashbuckling trash, I don't think they could ever reach the trash that I'm going to get in 10 minute episodes of Peter Grill. So I'm not saying that Misfit of Demon King Academy remains good and that's why it's not moving on. I'm just saying that if they both did a downturn, I would much rather watch 10 minute episodes of a man have uh, pseudo porn sex with a bunch of random monster girls than I would this guy go, oh, I saw that. It's like, if this, I guess this could kind of turn into I'm in another world with my smartphone. If he's like that power, that power fantasy level where he has a harem, nothing ever goes wrong and whatever. Okay, then it just becomes blase, but less interesting than where Peter Grill could go. So I think that Peter Grill deserves to move on and it gets my vote. I'm going to pass it to Jay and we'll see what he votes. Jay? All right. What do you vote today? Let's, Maybe Ethan's vote here. won't matter. So here, here's the problem. Here's the problem. I'm ready for the anxiety. <laughs> I think at the end of the day, like I already said, both of these animes have the cap capability to turn into just derivative dog shit. Because mm -hmm. at, the, at their core, they are both very potentially reliant on their tropes. This could, uh, Demon King could easily just turn into yet another edgy power fantasy. And, um, as we saw with like the heartbeat and yeah. with the fucking sure. betrayal and uh, Peter Grill can very easily turn into just another fucking monster girl of the week porn joke show, but that isn't funny. So there's two ways that you can maybe go about casting a vote here. The first is what you think is more likely to execute with quality and potentially just money. And that's obviously going to go to Misfit because right. it has the money potentially to actually fill out a full fucking 20 minutes. Whereas <laughs> poor Peter over there is like <laughs> Oliver twisting up to the counter and they're like, oh, please, sir, can I have some more fucking space on the time slot? So I don't even think they that, want more time on the well, time they can't, slot. What, they what either they can't do afford with it, it or they haven't sucked enough dick to get it. <laughs> I, I think they don't want it because they don't even know what to do with it. They didn't give the, the fucking director of Japanese production enough body pillows. So, <laughs> so 
the, the, I think the, the point goes to misfit in that category. The other category is, which do you think is going to be more fun to turn into shit? And this is where we really get into the core of shitty anime showdown. Which is, look, Misfit of Demon Academy, if that turns to shit, it turns into fucking Sword Art Online Part 12. Where overpowered protagonist solves all his problems by being an edgy asshole and collects women around along the way. If Peter Grill turns to shit, it has the potential to turn into the perfect shit. Where the jokes are so alien, the concepts are so fucking mind-bogglingly stupid, and the direction goes so completely to shit that it's fucking hilarious. So, unfortunately, Ethan, I'm going to make your, your fucking vote not count for shit, and I'm going to vote Peter Grill. All right. Excellent. But that doesn't mean that your vote doesn't matter, and everybody should vote. And Ethan, I think you agree with that. That's right. So yeah, even five, knowing five, 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 that's five, right, <laughs> your vote matters whether you think so or not. So, Ethan, what was your vote and why? Because go ahead, throw your vote away. <laughs> no. <laughs> so I think that I was gonna be going Peter Grill. Like, I mean, so <gasps> is that three so, for three for Peter Grill? <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I think I'm gonna be going Peter Grill. It's just like, okay, I contrary to like everything anime has taught me for some reason i am willing to bet that um misfit will continue to be good i don't know why i don't think it's earned my love like literally anime has betrayed me so many times but i don't know something something makes me like they've done so many things right in misfit fucking take a chance on peter <laughs> I'm th okay. Here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking that despite the fact that most of Misfit Academy so far has been rape, I would or sexual assault <laughs> or sexual harassment. Wait, Misfit? You mean Peter? Oh, sorry, Peter. Peter. Yeah. Um, despite that fact, I think that at some point or another, it's going to stop literally being rape, and eventually the character is going to like become addicted to having sex behind the back of his fiance. And we'll seek it out, at which point we will get goofy things that aren't just assault. Um, so I'm willing to bet on that being the case. I, I guess I'm I guess I'm using JW's in like different words, JW's argument, which is just that like if Misfit goes bad, it is not gonna go nearly as bad as if um Peter Grill does what it's already been doing, plus goes a little worse. Like mm -hmm. there's just so much more potential for hilarity in Peter Grill. And hopefully, also not potential for rape. But yeah, you know, yeah. also this is this is a good moment to fucking call out Gigic. Not that he'll ever probably listen to this. Yeah, fuck like, you, Gigic. No, no, like for for real though. Like I watched his anime showdown, like his breakdown thing, and what, in sorry, there he, what did he have anime yeah no no he does like a like a seasonal anime breakdown kind of thing yeah and, like, i know i've seen one or two yeah and for the most part i enjoy them like i have a good time watching them but like his take on peter grill was just like yeah it's like you know plot synopsis he cheats on his spouse a lot and you know this is like basically the closest thing you can get to like species review or whatever and I'm like, you know, you kind of forgot to mention 
all of the rape. Like, did you only watch of like he fucking forgot to mention it? It's either A assumed or B being covered for. I guess. I don't know. I but, whatever but what the you, case what may be. What do you fucking expect? He he is a professional shill. <laughs> the man yeah. has to say nice things about every piece of garbage that comes out. And when he does do a hit piece, it's still a compliment half the fucking time. Yeah. It turns it leads to like he he just he, he like, oh, it's trash, it. but I love it. If you love this kind of trash, then watch this trash with me. I love trash. So, okay, you <laughs> don't want not, fair point? I, I get it. It's not like, but like, it's trash, though. I don't want to eat trash. So let me, let me Take the poop out of your mouth, Gigak. <laughs> let me, let me con- like give context to it. I'm not apologizing for Gigak. I'm calling him out on it. Good. Like, like it's, I, again, I enjoy his content. It's fun. I agree with everything both of you just said. He does right. that shit all the time where like he'll start off by being critical and then by the end of it be like, oh, but I fucking love it. I enjoy yeah. your content. It's fun. I and, It's well, fun to watch. And, and to but you should be clear, clear about this shit. Yeah, like well, it yeah. is rape. Well, wh- whatever. And to be even more clear, you just get triggered. Whatever. It's like. Me? <laughs> yeah. I guess. Oh. That's, yeah, it's fine. Uh, to, to be even more clear, I understand exactly why they do what they do. Because anime fans are so fucking toxic. That if you don't pseudo compliment everything that comes out, you're just gonna get angry rants from little man children who uh, clearly have legitimately never gone outside. So like, out of curiosity, like, watch, watch any mother's basement video where he actually does try to analyze something. He does it like w- once a year now. Like, yeah, it's like his yearly lynching, and just l- read the fucking comments. It's the so, most disgusting, toxic shit. I was debating whether to bring this up or not. But um, on Reddit right now, there is a subreddit called Animemes, where the word trap, as in referring to someone that uh, was yeah. born male, you know, like that that kind of indicator of trap. like a girl. Yeah. Gotcha. Right, right. So, like, that word has now been banned on Animemes um, okay. by the mods. And okay. the subreddit is fucking exploding. Well, because sure, they banned a word, and now they're going to use it. Because that's what happens when you try to ban a word. Right, right, right. I'm actually not... I don't want to talk about, like, whether you should or shouldn't ban words. That's not my point. It's more that I just enjoy the anime goer that goes to that subreddit thinking that they literally own the word trap. They, yeah. That's like their argument is that they're using it in a positive manner. Yeah. Like that is the kind of like audience we're dealing with that yeah. they're like, oh no no no, hold on, that's our word, that's an anime word. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, buddy, that's yeah. uh, that, I don't that's, think you that's own that. Nothing. That's nothing. So like one of the, one of my favorite things, like we were reading the reviews, like the oh by the way, reminder that uh, the Misfit of Demon Academy had to be a fucking Nobel Peace Prize winner. For its fucking plot. Uh, a hard pass on that one, the Asterian so writing he, your review. No, fleshed out magic system in fantasy world. No. No. No, it's not fleshed out. No, Fuck not you. Fleshed you don't even out. know what that means. Uh compelling character personalities, sort of, but not yes. really. Yeah. Unapolog- Maybe the main character. That's yeah, a bad exactly. Yeah. Unapologetic, overpowered protagonist that isn't shy about it. Uh, that I mean, is that's an objectively true, true fact. Yeah. So, Except that it's not actually that unique. Yeah, no. no. And so really, the thing that I wanted to be sold on was a fleshed out magic system in fantasy world. <laughs> yeah. I got, I, no. now, I got the, uh, the only point that was better than anything else who brought it up was the Vec didn't have to be explained to me. I just yeah, got, no. sure. 
But that was it. That's not a fleshed out whole system. Not at all. And in the third episode, she somehow goes back on it, and we'll have to learn about that. But we're not told why she was able to. But whatever. Uh, I think it's because of the scepter or something like that. I think that was him just playing coy. You know, they don't they don't give a shit about the world. The world is an excuse to make up more. Yeah, the fantasy world character to do. I wouldn't say the fantasy world is fleshed out. All they tell you is that all right, these are all demons, and he's the reincarnated demon king. Okay, it's but intentionally what? not fleshed out. <laughs> God, are you seriously this new to the concept of fantasy? No, no, I get you. I'm agreeing. No, I know. Yeah, like this person. Like, <laughs> fucking, come on. The reason that you're using fantasy is because you don't want to explain things. You want to show people shit that's cool. If you try to explain it, it won't make any fucking sense. <laughs> God damn. It's like asking how spells work in Harry Potter. Don't fucking ask that question. The, the answer is dumb. Don't yeah, ask. It's, Just the best watch thing, the lights it, it, and shut it, up. It probably made up. It's oh, yeah. fucking fantasy. It's not about that. It's not about Harry Potter is not about the world. Yeah. That's why J.K. Rowling's Twitter is a fucking miasma. <laughs> Be careful. We don't want to say that too loud. She like has ears. I know. And right? oh, she'll, she'll, she'll turn off my fucking Twitter account. I don't have a fucking Twitter account. She'll just put up like the turf radar and just have someone report back. <laughs> yeah, well, the turf radar is not turned on in her case. All right. <laughs> well, there it More is. More importantly, anyway, um, what was I talking about? Oh, uh, nah, fuck it. I don't care anymore. I was probably just going to shit on anime fans, but you know, I do. Probably. That you do. You can do it next episode, too. Send all complaints to my email. I'm not going to stop you. 555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555555
gotta go, brother. You gotta go. Keep